I'm walking down the path in my garden and I have a suggestion for you on how you could help with global warming. With a large lawn, I found a simple way of making a big difference. I sold my ride-on mower and bought a top-of-the-range Cress robotic lawnmower. It runs off rechargeable batteries and uses cutting-edge technology to mow and maintain a lawn this size. The petrol mower has gone, and with it, the emissions. I actually don't know why I didn't sell the ride-on sooner. With the Cress robotic lawnmower, the lawn is actually looking better. The tiny grass cuttings fall into the grass roots, helping to fertilize the grass. And the family doesn't have to put up with the noise and fumes from the ride-on. And I've freed up more of my time to spend with them and in the garden. It's an easy step. And you could also be making that change today. Ask for Cress in your local garden machinery dealer. Or visit cress.com. Visit Wales are proud to sponsor the RHS Gardening Podcast. To find out more about Wales' beautiful and historic gardens, go to visitwales.com slash gardens. Hello and welcome back to the RHS Gardening Podcast, sponsored by Visit Wales. Every fortnight, we bring you a mixture of features and discussions, exploring every aspect of gardening. Plant care, garden design, pest control, container ideas, growing your own fruit and vegetables, plus expert seasonal advice on what you should be doing in your garden right now. I'm Jenny Bowden, one of the team of horticultural advisors based at RHS Garden Wisley in Surrey. Coming up in this edition, conifers, loathed by some, loved by many, one of RHS Garden Wisley's experts reveals why he thinks they are a must-have for every garden. Our pick of top-performing seasonal plants to brighten your patch, including a focus on Fritillaria imperialis, more commonly known as Crown Imperials. And, as always, we have the latest news on RHS events across the UK. But first, let's go to RHS Garden Wisley in Surrey to find out what jobs the horticultural teams are tackling this month. Hello there, it's um, Andrew Salisbury, a senior entomologist here at Wisley. This time of year in uh, May, we've been receiving lots of reports of blue beetles on uh, alders and other trees, uh, particularly from Cheshire. And this is actually a beetle called the alder leaf beetle. And um, until a decade ago, it was considered extinct in Britain. It hadn't been seen much at all since the the beginning of the 20th century, but it reappeared about uh, 10 years ago. And it is now um, becoming very, very common in the Cheshire region. The adult beetles and its black grubs feed on uh, the foliage of alder and a few of the trees. And it can look quite significant and quite alarming. But in general, the trees will survive and uh, it won't, won't suffer any long term damage, which is fortunate, really, because, of course, large trees are difficult to treat for pests. Basically, if you do see these blue beetles all over older trees, basically, um, don't worry about it too much. Hello, my name is Lucy Tate and I'm um, team leader here at RHS Garden Wisley looking after the herbaceous team. Um, We've been doing some bed renovation for permanent planting within the seven acres um, area of Wisley and something to inspire at home would be create your own subtropical border. Now this can be a border that would look its best from June to um, November if the frosts hold off and can include things like bananas, hardy palms, canna lilies, 
dahlias, should you wish. What's really good about this sort of planting is you can overwinter these things in the ground to lower the maintenance requirements or the necessity for a greenhouse. A lot of the hardy palms, um, such as shamarops, will actually go through the winter um, without being covered. So do a little bit of research and you can have some really nice winter structure that creates that tropical feel through, your, through the winter months as well. Um, another area to think about is the potential for summer flowering shrubs, um, much underused and we are creating um, and renovating a bed specifically for summer shrubs within um, the seven acres area. Bedding is a really fantastic way to revitalise your garden and garden centres are often flooded with plants suitable for an annual show that will be removed at the end of the season. So prepare your bed. You can interplant between um, your herbaceous material already within the bed um, or do a completely fresh um, display using Ricinus commonus, which is the castor oil plant, uh, bringing in some dahlias, but also working with begonias. And there's some really lovely tender plants that won't see through the winter, but can look fantastic for a late summer show. Um, so go and source in your plant centres now. Hello, my name's Ollie Wilkins. I'm the fruit, veg and herb team leader here at RHS Garden Wisley. In the herb garden, we're doing a huge amount of sowing, trying to get in as much as possible saying parsley, dill, coriander, fennel, trying to get that stocked up as much as possible. And also we'll be looking at our strawberries and we'll be seeing how they're progressing and we'll be looking at potentially needing to, to cover those against any um, late frosts that we might have that might damage the blooms or the fruit. And we'd also be looking at pest and disease, really, really important, aphids on our strawberries, caterpillars on our strawberries and just general vigilance about what might be coming through and, and we we do spay here at Wisley so we would be thinking about putting on fungicides we've got chocolate spot on our broad beans that we overwintered so rust on our on our garlic that we've already noticed and whether or not you're taking an organic approach or using chemicals you still need to be looking and monitoring and um, making sure you're putting precautions in place wherever possible You can find more tips and advice and video guides to seasonal tasks in the garden on the gardening pages of the RHS website. That's rhs.org.uk forward slash gardening and rhs.org.uk forward slash grow your own. If you haven't already, remember to register on the newly updated RHS website. We have exclusive content for RHS members, from special podcasts and videos to in-depth articles, as well as plenty of free information, updated advice profiles, design tips and plant information, such as RHS Plant Selector. I'm Jenny Bowden, and you're listening to the RHS Gardening Podcast. For many people, conifers are either Christmas trees or giant 1980s Leylandii hedges, blocking sunlight and causing friction between neighbours. But such a lacklustre image is undeserved. Modern conifers can be colourful, easy to care for and a creative addition to gardens small and large. Matthew Pottage, garden manager here at RHS Wisley, explains why he thinks these evergreen shrubs and trees are a winner for everyone. So my name is Matthew and I'm one of the garden managers here at Wisley. One of the things I want to tell you about today is one of my all-time favourite soft spots. One of my favourite plant groups. They're not fashionable, they're not sexy and they're conifers. So don't turn off at this point and run a mile. Whenever I tell people I'm into conifers, you see their faces glaze over. And it's such a shame because they are really 
it's just a, such a great group of plants and quite a un- misunderstood group of plants. There is life after the 70s dwarf conifers and the massive Lilandii hedges you see in the wrong places. And with conifers, it's just about understanding the diversity of the group and knowing how to use them best in your garden. There are, there's always a, a plant for the right place and situated correctly, conifers can bring such an extra dimension to the garden. And that can be through structure, for the winter time it can be punctuations at the end of a border it can just be something well behaved in a container or if you just want to bring some some shapes and some form to a garden often with lots of herbaceous plants with lots of bedding plants things can look quite flat and drab in the winter months and conifers can really bring a form and a shape that adds a a sense of permanency if you like And also for wildlife, uh, conifers are great shelter for nesting birds and even some of the most exotic conifers, even some, you look at monkey puzzle trees and you see birds nesting in them. It's phenomenal what our native birds can use. So there are a whole host of different bonuses and advantages to them. But it is all about right plant in the right place and knowing how to treat them. One thing that people often misunderstand with conifers is a lot of them are not tolerant to hard pruning. So you often see people cutting into conifers. They don't respond, they don't regenerate well. Some conifers you can prune are yews. They're known as taxus. They regenerate well from pruning. And also podocarpus will equally respond well from pruning. And podocarpus are actually a really great group for making small hedges, for making shrubs. You can clip them. There's one called Guardsman, which goes a really lovely rusty red in in late wintertime, which is a particular favourite of mine we've planted at Wisley. There's also one called Kilworth Cream, which has a variegated leaf. And the great thing about podocarps is they'll actually take horrible dry conditions, they'll take some shade. So if you've got a dull, dry problem space, podocarpus Kilworth Cream, with its little variegated leaves, actually just lightens up the space really, really well. Other groups that I think are really missold or either, I don't know, just not used very well really are some of the dwarf pines. And some of the pines, they come with, it's like all the features of a pine tree but in miniature. So you get the small needles, you get the small pollen cones and you get the small little woody cones as well. And look out for some Pinus mugo selections and, and also some dwarf abies as well. Abies pinsapo, another really great, well-behaved, small, shrubby conifer. Some of my favourites are Abies pinsapo aurea or Abies pinsapo glauca. And they almost look like little stickle bricks. They've got these little waxy needles and they're really lovely, well-behaved plants. On the rock garden at Wisley, we have a very old Abies and it's one called Glauca prostrata. Sounds a right mouthful. It basically means it's blue and it grows sideways. And this thing's tiered itself down the rock face. Really lovely icy blue foliage. It gets whopping big purple cones on it in the summertime. It's fantastic. Really, really great plant. Easy to control with secateurs. When the extension growths are getting too long, it's a case of just nipping them back. And when you do need to prune conifers, I mentioned before, a lot don't respond to it. The idea, the real trick is don't let them get out of hand and then take a saw to them. If it's starting to outgrow its space, gently take growing tips back with secateurs. If it's something you think you can clip without spoiling the shape, clip it in midsummer when it's had its initial flush of growth in the spring. And a lot can be kind of trained to, to you know, fit a space if you like. And then also consider if you've got headroom but you just need something skinny, look at the pencil cypress, things like Cupressus sempervirens. There's a really lovely slightly flushed gold 
type called Cupressus macrocarpa swains gold and that only ever remains as like a pencil and it's a lovely well-behaved easy to grow thing another favorite is Cupressus arizonica blue ice and we've planted a lot in our winter walk at Wisley and that's got a really icy blue foliage to it and it's just well-behaved slow-growing feathery foliage but if you're working with conifers already in a garden and you think it's a big blob there's not much you can do with that or what can you do with it if it's got just say a, a mid-green foliage or a plain blue foliage remember in some cases you can grow climbing roses or other climbing plants through conifers we have a big very blue conifer here in the pinetum which we've recently put a climbing rose through a white flowered rose and the white rose against the blue foliage should really help contrast and if you've got a vigorous conifer it's very large you know you can equally get vigorous climbing roses to kind of compete and, and marry the two vigors together don't put something overly vigorous against something quite slow growing or small and vice versa because it obviously would not be a happy relationship uh, and then finally just points to consider would be look at the views from your garden is there something you want to screen obviously conifers are a great screening uh, plant so if there's something you want to block out from your vision or if you don't actually want to create a blob in your landscape look at some of the deciduous conifers like larch or taxodium or metasequoia there's some great shrubby larch there's some great shrubby ginkgos as well remember ginkgos are conifers so don't just imagine them as evergreen things in the in the garden on the landscape there's also deciduous ones to be had is one called Taxodium Cascade Falls, and it's a weeping conifer, never gets very large, it's deciduous, and the, the foliage goes a lovely coppery, rusty red in the autumn time. And it's really good at taking wet soils, it's by the pond here on seven acres, but it will, it doesn't have to be in water, but it will certainly tolerate anything that gets very wet or very boggy. And just a really good, well-behaved plant. But one thing I really will ask you to do is go and look at the conifer section when you're next in a garden centre. I hate the way they're always grouped together as conifers on their own. I wish they were mixed in with all the other shrubs as they should be because remember conifers work best when they're mixed with other plants. They complement other plants. I'm a conifer fanatic but the last thing I would want is a garden just full of conifers. It's terribly dull. Mixed in with other things as they should be absolutely fantastic addition to any garden so please do me one thing and visit your conifer section next time you're at a nursery and just look a bit closer maybe pass by some of the dwarf golden ball-shaped things that you associate with the 70s look at some of the dwarf pines look at some of the dwarf abies and just see you know is there somewhere where you could include them get them into your garden and i promise you in the winter time you'll be really really grateful of that bit of extra color and structure Matthew Pottage, Garden Manager at RHS Wisley in Surrey. You can find details of many of the different types of conifers that are available on the RHS website. Here you can also use our Plant Finder tool to help you choose the best variety for your garden. rhs.org.uk forward slash plants. Another useful way to select plants for your garden is by looking for those displaying the RHS's Award of Garden Merit, the AGM. Plants that carry this award have been assessed in a number of categories by our experts and are recommended by the RHS as being the best for all-round garden value. And with so many plants on the market to choose from, the AGM is an incredibly useful tool to help gardeners choose the plants that will perform for them. To help inspire you to seek out new varieties for your garden, 
Every month on the RHS Gardening Podcast, our experts will bring you their pick of the RHS's lists of AGM winning plants. Here's Phil Clayton from the RHS's monthly magazine for members, The Garden, with his choices for May. My first choice this month is a wisteria, wisteria floribunda multijugger, which is one of the loveliest of all climbers. Um, everyone knows wisterias, and obviously month, uh, May is the month when they are at their very best. But this particular selection, it's a, it's a Japanese wisteria, has arguably the longest and finest racemes of flowers of any. The, 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 the flowers can reach um, almost a metre or three feet in length. Um, and they can completely smother the plant, forming a sort of waterfall of blossom. Wisterias are pretty easy to grow as long as they're given somewhere with plenty of sun and a fairly well-drained soil. They're not particularly fussy about um, soil pH. They'll grow in acid or alkaline soils. They take a little while to get established and start flowering freely, but once they do, you will reliably have displays of remarkable flowers um, that last around around a month. Um, one of the secrets in getting wisterias into flower is to allow it to fill its allotted space and then prune it because it's the waving stems of the, of, of the, of the plant which will then flower. By that I mean once it can't climb anymore, it will then begin to flower. So if it's got no more trellis or wires to fill, then it will produ- begin to produce flowers. This particular selection, multi-jugger, is less vigorous than other cultivars, well, arguably less vigorous than other cultivars, um, so it might be a good one for a smaller space. If you haven't got a wall or a fence, you can even grow it up a post and have it as a freestanding specimen. My next plant is a euphorbia. Uh, it's euphorbia, euphorbia griffii dixter, named after great dixter, the garden of Christopher Lloyd uh, down in Sussex. Uh, and it's herbaceous perennial, grows to around about one metre or three feet high. It begins to emerge from the ground in March, and you get these uh, erect shoots of sort of dusky purple leaves. Uh, they're quite upright, and they continue to grow until they bear heads of sort of orangey flowers. They're not just flowers. The actual flowers themselves are quite in- insignificant, but the flower heads um, have got showy orange bracts which go really nicely with the dusky uh, purple f- foliage and the sort of reddish stems that it has. And it looks good for a couple of months. It goes particularly well with purpley coloured things, so something like Allium Purple Sensation looks really nice with it. And it will spread at the root fairly freely in almost any kind of soil. It doesn't want to be too dry, that's the main thing with it, but it will grow well even on heavy clay and generally a, re- a, reliable, a really reliable garden plant, really well worth growing. Bill Clayton from The Garden magazine. You can find details of all the plants on the AGM lists on the RHS website, rhs.org.uk forward slash AGM plants. If you're planning a trip out in the coming weeks, here are some attractions and events to try. Come to RHS Garden Rosemore on the 30th of May at 11 o'clock and join RHS expert Matt Fry for a walk through the woodland areas of Rosemore to identify as many woodland plants as you can find. You'll learn how to use identification guides and which distinguishing plant features to look for. Visit RHS Garden Wisley in Surrey on the 7th of June at 10am for a demonstration on what to do now in the productive greenhouse. Further your knowledge and skills develop your greenhouse and make your space more productive.
This illustrated talk and practical demonstration includes advice on managing the glasshouse in summer, growing salads, fruits and vegetables, a close look at feeding and watering, and how to control pests and diseases. There are many more RHS shows to come this summer. In London, come to the Secret Garden Sunday on the 1st of June at the Lindley Hall to see a range of beautiful exhibits in lifestyle and gardening, meeting like-minded people and talking to the experts. From the 12th to the 15th of June, visit the RHS Flower Show Birmingham at BBC Gardeners World Live for a colourful array of nursery exhibits, show gardens and horticultural advice from RHS experts. You can find out more and buy tickets at rhs.org.uk forward slash shows hyphen events. Details of all these events, as always, are on the website. If you're an RHS member, you can get free entry to all our four RHS gardens. Membership details are at rhs.org.uk forward slash join. All of the RHS flower shows are fantastic places to see and buy plants of the finest quality, including, of course, many bearing the AGM label. At RHS shows, you can also meet and talk to the experts from top nurseries to get individual advice on selecting and caring for your plants to get the best results from them. At a recent London show, we spoke to experts about a perennial favourite of flower lovers, Ritularia imperialis, the crown imperial. I'm Nesta, and I'm a family member of Jacquemand International. So I've worked in the business for many years, since school, actually. <laughs> yeah. Jacquemand is a bulb company, and we're based in Middlesex, Stanmore, Middlesex, and we do a, a plethora of, of bulbs, um, from little daffodils, common stuff, right up to the very unusual arasamas. But at the moment, it's uh, fritillaria that are the key things because now's the time for them. Fritillarias, or they're commonly called crown imperials, are plants that grow this time of the year and they're usually brightish colours of um, oranges, yellows, reds. They're bells of orange and yellow um, on the top of a long stem that is, what, six or seven little bells um, about two or two inches across and very, very brightly coloured. They're from uh, Asia, minor, they're from the Balkans, up there in Kurdistan, places like that on the hillside. So they don't like when they're in the garden, they don't like to compete with other things because really they're the top dogs on the mountainside. Well, their common name being Crown Imperials gives you sort of a, 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 an idea of what they're like. And they do. In the spring, they stand above all the other sort of tulips and daffodils and they stand there and look quite majestic. They're fairly easy to grow as long as they've got good drainage. And in good drainage, that doesn't mean dust dry. It means good drainage. They like it moist. They don't want to dry out in the summertime. You have to remember in their natural state, they would have the water running through to water them. Uh, they also like a bit of ground cover. So well-rotted manure over the area would probably be a good idea because, one, it shades the soil, and two, it feeds the plants. And you've also got little fritillaria or fritillaries, and they, of course, again, are smaller ones, but they're all bell-shaped. They all have the same amount of petals and things. That's why they're all in the fritillarias. Some of the fritillaria, the unusual, more unusual types, are very good, but they're a little bit 
harder to grow, they would probably need a bit of protection. And I always say, if you look to see where something grows in the wild, it gives you an idea of what you need to do to make it successful in the garden or in the greenhouse or in an alpine house or a raised bed. We're out of time on this edition of the RHS Gardening Podcast, sponsored by Visit Wales. We'll be back in a fortnight. Until then, remember to follow us on Twitter at the underscore RHS and like us on Facebook. For now, from me, Jenny Bowden and all the RHS Gardening Podcast team, goodbye. I'm walking down the path in my garden and I have a suggestion for you on how you could help with global warming. With a large lawn, I found a simple way of making a big difference. I sold my ride-on mower and bought a top-of-the-range Cress robotic lawnmower. It runs off rechargeable batteries and uses cutting-edge technology to mow and maintain a lawn this size. The petrol mower has gone and with it, the emissions. I actually don't know why I didn't sell the ride-on sooner. With the Cress robotic lawnmower, the lawn is actually looking better. The tiny grass cuttings fall into the grass roots, helping to fertilise the grass. And the family doesn't have to put up with the noise and fumes from the ride-on. And I've freed up more of my time to spend with them and in the garden. It's an easy step. And you could also be making that change today. Ask for Cress in your local garden machinery dealer. Or visit cress.com. Discover the beauty of an RHS membership all year round. Save 25% off an RHS membership today when paying by direct debit. Prices start at just £55.50. With a membership, you'll gain access to an array of special events at our gardens all year round. Be the first to know about RHS flower shows and get exclusive member-only days plus reduced rate tickets. And you'll have the chance to enhance your gardening know-how with access to free expert garden advice, monthly editions of The Garden magazine, and so much more. Terms and conditions apply.